What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Inside Thoughts Out Loud. I am Karina. I'm Chanel. And we are back with episode 11. And episode 11 is going to be a doozy, so we're going to jump right into it. Today we're talking about... What are we talking about? I'm going to tell you. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) We're talking about career versus passion, fulfillment versus lack thereof. I think this topic is kind of spot on for where a lot of people today are kind of grappling with, does my career bring me fulfillment? Is it worth having a career? Should I pursue my passion project? Can they be both? Can I make money doing both? And just kind of the challenges of, I think it's almost like um, fulfillment fatigue, if you will, or passion fatigue that I think our generation and the younger generation, Gen Z is feeling. So we're going to dive right into it. Um, do you want to yeah. start or shall I start? I mean, I mean you and I were, were already talking about this recently yeah. about yeah. how we're 30, we're in our mid thirties. Won't give you the exact age. We'll say mid thirties. <laughs> we have careers. We work. We're making decent money. I'd say decent. Mm-hmm. We'd like mm-hmm. to make more. We'd like to be able to create more, but then we're just like, we can't retire for another 30 something odd years. What am I supposed to do for another? I'm already tired. Okay. We're mid thirties. We're not even close to the 65 mark yet. What, what's next? So what did you say, Karita? Well, I, I, I had to break the news to Chanel that the, they've been talking about actually increasing the retirement age to 70 because they say, you guys, you've got more work to do. You and, can't afford to retire. That's what they're yeah, saying. Yeah. Even if you um, started saving. In your twenties, which, which nobody really did. Nobody. Yeah. I don't know unless your parents were like on top of you about putting money away. I'm I'm 17. I'm not thinking about retirement. I'm thinking about no. buying those shoes at Urban Planet and you know have causing and keeping your paycheck. Also, mm-hmm. you're not making enough, right? That's- so even if you work for a company that invests in RRS our RSPs. And you have to contribute a certain amount. But if your paycheck is so low that you're like, I can't even afford to take off a small amount of that pay because we're living paycheck to paycheck with rent, utilities, cost of living, groceries, like you can't save, right? That's literally my problem. Oria asked me the other day if I could turn it back on. And I was like, every penny counts right now. (laughs) I need every penny. I need all of it. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. Something's not going to get paid. Yeah, or, or or I go lacking for like, I pay all the bills, great. And then I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs for the next however long before our pay, yeah. which our pay structure, let's not even get into that. Um, <laughs> Agreed. Stressor. <laughs> yeah, I feel I like, like two weeks. sometimes I do and sometimes I'm like, I like it the way it is because you get taxed less. But then I'm like, but do you? But do you? Exactly. Where's the proof? Who does it benefit? You more? guys, viewers, know. let us know. If you guys are on a uh, bi-monthly pay schedule, are you getting taxed less than people that are on bi-weekly? I want to know. I want to hear it directly from you if you've seen a difference. Because I have not. I feel like I've been taxed I'll roughly the same, yeah. the same amount. It's and it's, we're already overly taxed. So... <laughs> Okay, um, so you were also wanting to talk about passions, right? Mm-hmm. When you were younger, what did you want to do? So my, I'm going to be, you know, when you're, high, you're in high school and you're like, I'm going to pursue blah, 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 and you're confident, and you're proud, and you're excited. And this is after the lofty goals of I'm going to be a singer, I'm going to be a whatever. My yeah. goal in high school was 
I'm going to be, first it was, I'm going to be a cop. And then very quickly I realized I wanted to be an investigator. So I wanted to be a mm -hmm. crime scene investigator. Um, and so my goal was to get into the law and society program, not the laws, criminology program at York, because at oh that time God. it was top tier. Um, and I didn't get into it. I got into law and society, which interestingly enough, ended up being much more my way of thinking because I looked at law from a sociological perspective. I looked yeah. at anthropology, sociology, I studied human rights. Um, and it was interesting, but yeah, I say all that to say that was where I was going to go. I wanted to be a criminal investigator. And if was that always... was where you went, mm -hmm. could you still see yourself doing that for 60 or 50 years? I mean, no, hell no. I, I quickly, like, I quickly... Do you have the mental capacity to be like, I'm going to do this even no. no matter what career you start in. Like, I have to do this until I'm 65 or 70. I think the idea Every of being... Day. It, being a police officer for that long is, it sounds exhausting. It sounds like you wake up tired. And I, yeah. and I quickly realized that I, I knew it would completely ruin my view of the world. And I don't want to be doing it for that long and seeing, I don't want to go walk and be like, Oh, that was, that was a career first. And it's like, you know, some, some horrible, I didn't want that. So I was like, I don't think that's for me, period. So I, I'm glad yeah. that I kind of steered away from it. But the idea of doing any one job, for 30 plus years for our generation i find it makes us it gives us an ick it's like yeah whereas it's our, like no i don't want to do that no matter yeah. what it is and the generations before us were like if i can stay in my field and climb the ladder then that's a success story for us that's a death sentence to us so, that is literally like somebody taking their two hands and choking the life out of you it's yeah. too much it's too much slowly choking the life out of you <laughs> slowly, slowly slowly not immediate make... it's not like you can't breathe right away it's like you yeah. literally can't breathe for 60 years yeah and then you wake up one day and your whole life is gone and you're like oh well that's that then i yeah. see even saying that makes me go oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god actually We're nowhere near. Uh, yeah but i'm so i'm just like actually i want nothing to do with that but then at the yeah. same time with the world that we're in today, I think for our generation and, and Gen Z, it's like, if we don't do that and we want to change what we have grown up knowing, knowing to be the norm, I, you yeah. know, I get up and I drive to the office and I have my coffee at 10 and then I clock in and I work until five. If that's <laughs> not what we're going to do. Yeah. Then our, our alternative is to pursue the things that light us up, the things that bring us yeah. joy, our passion. But Many people in the past would have said my passion project didn't pay my bills or the thing that I love to do didn't, there you go. I couldn't be sustained until I got to this weird, you know, pivotal point of everybody knows my name. And I think that's kind of why we see Even that point though. What do you mean? Is it still a passion when you need to do it to live? <laughs> Is it exactly. still a passion? Even if you enjoyed it before when it becomes something where it's like, okay, if I don't get up and do this today, in the next three or four months, I will not have income to survive. So regardless of how I'm feeling, I still got to get up and hustle. It won't, it doesn't really feel like a passion after that. And I think that's kind of why 
we're seeing the these the, the heavily emergence of kids today not saying i want to be a fireman i want to be a doctor i want to be a content creator i want to be oh my gosh um, the next mr beast and it's just influencer. like yeah everybody's not an influencer recognizing that so many of those influencers posted hundreds of videos that got hundreds of views and posted for two three years before they got their big break and then they get catapulted into this insanity of you know success and wealth and blah 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 and everybody figures that's the best way to do it is to mm -hmm. almost like chip away at my passion, but also make it social media because that's yeah. the best way I can pay my bills for the next year or so. Probably. And then steadily. how long are people, you're going to hold people's attentions? Cause those people who are following you, they grow up, mm -hmm. right? They will eventually grow up and they stop watching that person because their mental space is not, there it's like how long are you going to watch an influencer i mean i don't i already have a short attention span what you so. tend to see happening is it's people who i used to follow when they were like in their little their little dorm room or their little one you know bedroom apartment they blow up and as many people say you're no longer relatable your success yeah. is what i was helping you achieve but now you're <laughs> so successful i can't relate to your content because i didn't blow up along with you you did yeah. and so people exactly. sort of then you have to rebrand yourself to attract new audiences that again how much passion is in that it becomes fearful work it's almost yeah. and then when you do screw up oh yeah you get canceled let's not forget <laughs> the canceled cancel culture is a one fantastic. one thing or you have to go away like um what's that one did that that, that um one makeup artist pat mcgrath i think his name is Anyway, he had to go and basically, hmm? This is a guy? Yeah. He's a big time okay. makeup artist. He's white. He had the long nails, the wig, the whole thing. And he got in trouble for using racial slurs. And he went away for about a year, year and a half, and then just popped back up on TikTok. And again, Jeffree Star, that's his name. Oh. And he is kind of back in the news for being the guy who's not going to, who's going to say everything that the industry doesn't want you to say. So he went from being oh a promoter God. of the industry and a protector of the industry to I'm kicking down the doors and I'm telling you the secrets and I'm going to tell mm -hmm. you what they really put in these things. And I'm going to tell you about the people who they, they pretend like they're supporters or their allies, but they're not. And it's, he's completely had to rebrand himself and be more transparent, but yeah. to that degree to get back into people's good graces. I don't want to spend my time. Like I love the idea of being a social media um, content creator, but on a very mm -hmm. small degree, I have yeah, no desire. Yeah. I don't want, you know, uh, I want like a small group of people who are like, I like the content you share and I can, I can appreciate what you're doing. And it's a small community. I don't want the Jackie Inas of that, that kind of following because it's too much pressure on most mm -hmm. everyday people. And that's why so many influencers disappear. So it's like, yeah, you say that the, the, the content creation is your passion, but your passion is to become successful, yeah. which at that point. And also we have to think about what is that measure of success, right? What does that really mean to you? Because I feel like success for most people is just another step, right? Mm -hmm. But you got to keep moving. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, even if you reach like the highest success, it's still not going to be enough. Because you're going to no. reach that and you're going to be bored and you'll be like, okay, well, what's next? The so even people who moves. have millions of dollars and the mm -hmm. most success, I find from my own perspective, you don't, nobody has to agree. Mm -hmm. They don't seem like they're happy. Mm -hmm.
they don't seem like that success has actually given them the uh, comfort and security that they thought it would because they got to watch what they say. They got to watch what they do. They got to make sure nobody else is recording them. They have to be careful of who they can trust. They can't say a lot of things. They got to watch their circle. You don't want to put money on things because people think you can pay for everything. Then those people are dependent on you. Mm -hmm. It just seems like too much. It seems like the pursuit of happiness is a lie. Like how they say the American dream is a lie. It is mm-hmm. a lie because once you build a, build a ladder strong enough and sturdy enough to climb, A, somebody expects you to pull them up. B, the people who watched you build that ladder are judging you because your ladder was, you know, once out of wood, it's now out of gold. So yep. there's that additional, she's changed, but it's like the goal was always to change. The goal was always to be seen. The goal was always to get more, have more, do more. And it's just like, there are people who are just like, obviously she's going to have a better house because that's what she was striving for. But then there are people who are just like, I missed her old ways. And then there are the people who on top of, you know, the ones who want the pull up, they're like, well, you don't collaborate with people who like you. There's all, there's constant. It's something it's, there's always another thing that you have to achieve to even keep the people that you got to that level. Do you know what I'm saying? If you even want to keep keep those followers, you got to make them happy. If you want to make them happy, you got to do what they liked you doing to begin with. So no matter what, it's always all those different steppings that you got to take. You got to keep bringing all those people with you and trying to keep them. Otherwise you lose followers. The guy you were just talking about, does he still have the same amount of followers or like, I don't know if he does, because I think a lot of the people from the past were just like, some people were like, I had to break free. Some people, because he was gone so long, they kind of just moved on to other, but you kind of go back every now and and peek at what they're doing. And he also now has to make sure to, I don't want to say pander, but he also has to make sure he is providing what the new audience wants to see. So it's like, you know, the old people are like, oh, I miss the old, you know, whatever, whatever, what he used to do. And then the new people are like, yeah, but I like what he's doing now. So he, as a content creator, is like, do I give them a little bit and then a little bit of the new? How do you do both? It's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. So we know for a fact that this passion project or this passion pursuit of content creation very quickly becomes, if I can't find a safe bubble that I can stay in and I'm happy, contentment is a huge thing. I think a lot yeah. of influencers don't have. They think the top is where I want. But then when I get to the top, then I want to get to the boardroom. And then I want to get to, you know, just the luncheons with the top of top. There's never a contentment of I have 500,000 followers on YouTube and a pretty decent group of people who watch my content and like what I'm doing. And I'm good with that. Nobody seems to be content. You can't because there's always something else you're going to need. Always. So, and honestly, that's not even just with being an influencer or being a content creator, even in our jobs, there's always more you have to do always. It's never just, you can't just coast. You can never just coast no matter what you do. So it just seems like a lot. And I just wonder if everybody else is feeling that same pressure, even Mm -hmm. if it's not to the extent of like an influencer or someone who's got millions of things that are on the line. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if normal everyday people like us are sitting here at 35 or 36 and 
saying, okay, what the hell am I supposed to do after this? Do I keep doing this? Or should I venture outside of this? Should I start a passion project? Should I start a business? Or do I just get up every day and keep doing this thing that brings me a paycheck every bi-monthly? <laughs> you know, I like, I just wonder how many people are thinking that. So do we feel like being fulfilled today is really kind of a lofty goal? It's like kind of like, it's like being like, oh yeah, I want to, you know, go to the moon. It sounds like a lofty goal. It doesn't sound like it's really yeah. an achievable goal. And it's like, that kind of sucks because it does. It does suck. What, what then are we trying to pursue? What then are we trying to achieve if we're not, but then honestly, I'm going to be honest, the idea of pursuing fulfillment or being fulfilled right now mm -hmm. for me personally is something I'm battling with because yeah. I'm having this sort of, I don't want to call it like a crisis or an identity crisis or anything like that, but I'm trying to figure out what is my purpose what yeah. am I meant to really be giving to the world that will a make me feel fulfilled in some capacity? Not drained. Yeah. Yeah. And, and B is something that I feel like I'm truly called to do our industry. What we, what, you know, working in the corporate world, you could argue, yeah, you're good at it. Sure. Fine. Great. Um, and I'm good at playing the corporate game and I get paid decently and oh, yeah. I can climb the ladder for, for well enough and whatever. But, I feel like, and I know many people feel like there's a sort of like passion, fulfillment, pursuit, fatigue. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of words. Oh my gosh. Like the pursuit, uh, that's a lot of words, but it describes a lot of what everyone's right? feeling. Yeah. <laughs> like trying to it, figure it just out what really am I meant to, Yeah. Like what am I meant to really give to the world? And how do I figure that out when I'm also waking up and working from whatever hour to whatever hour, giving my energy to this thing? That pays the bills every crazy. single day. Exactly. So when do you <laughs> when do you find that time to sit with yourself and say, okay, what do you want? When it's like, no, you actually don't have time to do that because you have to make dinner. <laughs> so <laughs> you need to make dinner. Uh, you also need to clean the house. Uh, you also need to get everything dealt with so that tomorrow your day can go with as much ease. And I won't say complete ease. No, I'd never. say. For your yeah it's never easy um just to get through the next day so it's just it's a lot so it's a lot think, and i do wonder do we really think that fulfillment is something people like why is it that now our generation is considering it why is it that the generations before us our parents and their parents their fulfillment was owning a home Mm -hmm. Having a secure pay for 30 years plus retiring and then traveling the world. Why is it that that isn't fulfilling for us now? Well, for one, a lot of things have changed based yeah. off of our parents and our grandparents. For one, I don't know about you, but like, I'd say my, I'm going to say my grandparents, because I'd mm -hmm. say they were probably the most show up at your work for 45 years. I'm going to say that that's the generation that mostly did that. Cause I, I don't think my mom didn't work when I was younger. So, mm. um, but my grandparents, my grandpa went to work. My grandmother went to work. He paid most of the bills. She contributed most of the bills. They were married from when they were like 15, you know, uh, there wasn't much else to look forward to 
other than being home, raising your children, and that seemed to be fine for them. I think now, looking back, they were in survival. I don't think Mm. that they were really happy. Mm. I think they were just doing what the previous generation before them showed them to do, is just get through the day. But I'm now looking back at that and saying to myself, is that how I want to live my life? Is just getting to tomorrow. Is that it? Is that my whole goal is going to be get to tomorrow? It just seems like it just. And also, I think the other thing is we have more access to information than they did. Right. So there's a lot of things that are being thrown at us and there's a lot of conscious uh, therapists and people that are teaching you how to be aware, how to feel your feelings versus before i don't know about you but i could barely see my grandparents talk about their feelings like that was not a thing that was like who cares how you feel go to work like it's just Mm -hmm. but now we're being taught to sit with our feelings process our emotions work on our mental health and all of that combined creates a level of awareness where you're like this cannot be it for me so Mm -hmm. i think that's what makes it different what do you think Honestly, I think that the idea of success has evolved over time. I think Mm -hmm. what you said is true. Like back then, success was I take care of my family and I can pass down, you know, a couple of nice gems and rubies and maybe a deed to a property or land or both to my kids. Whereas once we started to see the world evolve and change before our eyes, technologically speaking, you know, academically speaking, again, the goalpost of what success meant was moved. And while it was fine for Gen X and boomers, it became, that's nice, but you should have a master's or a PhD. Mm -hmm. And then in our, my generation and your generation, we started hearing about the additional schooling. That was never yeah. necessary to have the house and the deed and the and the retirement plan. And then it was, well, you should also have a side hustle or you should yeah. have residual money, something that makes you money that you don't have to touch. That, again, was never needed. If you had that, at this point, you're now like Daddy Warbucks back then. I feel exactly. like you would be rich. Yeah, filthy rich. I feel now like it's so unfair for us because we are the generation of... I want to love what I do, mm-hmm. but because I am required to do so much for the bare minimum now. And to answer my next question, it's impossible to feel truly successful. Where You know how hard it is to be content where you're at? Yeah. You and I know this between it's the impossible. two of us. It's oh, we're never, we're never. It's impossible. For me, it it's is. Impossible I don't to know about everybody else. <laughs> like you're truly successful. But the problem is, is that and between you and I, the minute I achieve a goal and I'm successful at that, I'm moving the goalpost myself. Yeah. We've, it's almost like we've been built. We're setting to... ourselves up. Oh, God. Nobody's even moving the goalpost for us. That's the saddest part. Nobody else is moving it. It's my level of consciousness and me thinking like, okay, well, this is what I want. Now I'm bored. What, what else can I do? I don't feel challenged. I don't feel like if, if for me showing up to work and not having to really think through my job is like the worst thing that could ever happen to me. So knowing what I'm doing for 30 years is like the worst thing that could happen to me. 
I need to feel challenged in every area of my life. Could it be argued that while in so many ways we were, the the goalpost was moved for us originally, you know, with the university. And now we are constantly moving it ourselves because where did hustle, hustle culture come from? Who told us that we had to have a second job? Now, I mean, the boomers told us we have to stop having our our macchiato lattes if we want to own a home. Fine. But financially speaking, economically speaking, they moved the goalposts for us when it comes to home ownership. So I put that Mm -hmm. on them. I put the idea of university um, and doctorate and masters and the expectation that we should be able to do that. I put that on our teachers and the people who were leading us and guiding us into making those decisions, because had Mm -hmm. we been told that high school and college or university was enough, like the people before us and the generations before us, and we weren't making money didn't become as more accessible and makeable as it is for us, then maybe home ownership would have still been attainable. And maybe Mm -hmm. then our jobs and having the nine to five for the next 45 years would be a form of success. Now, I feel like for our generation and those coming after us, success is a pressure cooker. Mm -hmm. Being successful is a pressure cooker. The term in and of itself means what to who. Everybody, it means something different. But nine times out of ten, every time you reach a moment or a, a rung on the ladder, the goalpost moves. So it is, can you be happy being successful? I'd love no. for somebody who's like achieved everything on their vision board. And then some said, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm content in the success that I've achieved because I did it all. And I don't want anything else. I want to know where that person is. And yeah, I've never seen that person. I have seen the person that says they're happy and they're content and, you know, they've yeah. reached their, all of their goals, but not once did they ever say, well, I'm out of goals now. So I'm just. No, because we all get yeah. t- told or taught or encouraged to be goal getters. Mm-hmm. Let's all continue to pursue for more. And I'm yeah. just like, okay, so when do I get to just be happy with where I'm at? You don't have time. When would you have time? Mm. Like I, I keep telling myself that every time I uh, get up another level in my career, mm-hmm whether I'm promoted or I get a title change that brings me up to another level, I'm still sitting here like, okay. We look I, at what we don't have. That's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. Well, now I have this. Okay. What mm-hmm. 20 years, not, not 20 years ago. That's, it's a bad number. I'd say like five years ago, this is where I wanted to be, but that was five years ago. Right. right? Five years pass. Okay. I did achieve mostly everything on my list of things that I wanted to do. But now I'm like, okay, can I just sit where I am for even five years and just coast? And the answer is no, because while I got to that goal post, the cost of living literally went up. I can't even say the percentage. It went way up. I'd say from five years up until now, the cost of a home went up way more than it was five years ago. So if I had got this five years ago, maybe I could have invested in some property. But now I'm like, okay, if I invest in property, I got to find renters. Then I got to do this. Then I got to do that. And then I got to try to just sustain this job. But that job's not paying enough. Now. Basically, it, it sounds like our idea of success in pursuit of 
and the pursuit of happiness, so to speak, is, um, I think, a bit of a joke. It is. It feels like it. I, I, I honestly, I want to hear more people tell me that they're good. That everything that they have in life, whether it's financial, if you have a husband that's, you know, income, incomes is also whatever the case is, you and your husband together with both of your mm. incomes, your family life are not stressed about money and you're just like, good. Why are we built like this? Like, I feel like if you met somebody and they said, I I'm happy, I would say then you're happy with the size of your house. You're happy with the quality of your car. You're happy mm -hmm. with the amount of vacations you go on. You're happy with the groceries and the types of groceries you buy. Are you happy with how often you um, go see the dentist and the doctor? There's almost... It's almost like everybody would be like, well, yeah, I could use a bit, I could use a bigger mm -hmm. basement or I'd love if my backyard, backyard was bigger or for yeah. us, I'd love to be able to go on a vacation or two or three a year and, you know, um, not have student debt or, or whatever the case maybe is. I just get the sense that if I stopped pursuing happiness or I stopped pursuing success, how do they, what's the trade-off? Like mm -hmm. if I decide <laughs> success is I wake up in the morning that's success yeah and I'm good with everything else what really and truly what the hell does that look like yeah what does that look like for the person who wakes and up and is, goes, it, is it a mindset thing or is it an action-based thing that's also something that I want to know because I I could get up and tell myself every day I'm happy I'm good I'm I'm content but am I really, or am I just saying, like, am I trying to convince myself? Because that's kind of what it feels like sometimes. And it's not to say that I'm not gracious. I, like I thank God every day for all of my blessings and everything that I have, but I feel like I'm still not doing enough. You see, it's that, you see what you just said? <laughs> I feel like I'm still not doing enough. Doing enough of what? For who? And why? I don't know. There's I know. There's nobody here saying, Chanel, if you don't do this, no, you know, know. you're going to die or this is going to happen. Nobody is here barking that in my ear. I don't know where that came from. It's still very present. It's as if there is somebody here. There's nobody that's telling me that I have to do that, but I never feel like I'm doing enough. Not just at work, but like at work, I, you know. I've had to stop myself from doing more at work because if I could just control the whole company, I would. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> if I could, I would, because I'm just like, I'm all about processes and getting things in order, but I'm also like, no, I got to do that at home. I also have to invest in my child. Mm -hmm. I have to give him attention, you know, listen to his concerns, spend time with him, be present. And now all over social media, everyone's talking about conscious parenting and being present, spending time with your kids. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I do not remember one moment where my parents sat down and played with me. No, because they were pursuing their their <laughs> happiness and contentment and fulfillment, which was paying the bills. So it's just like do you remember someone sitting down and just playing a game with you just because hell, you wanted to. No, I don't have time for that. I have to make dinner. Now, I just my son in. Comes to me, if my son comes to me and says, hey, can we play? sorry or can we play this game and i'm like dinner is cooking and i and i'm like okay chanel it's fine just sit down and play the game with him you know or sit down and watch the movie with him but also you're not done everything else that you have to do and you got to get up to go to work tomorrow and you got to get everything else 
dealt with before you can okay. lie your head down for the night. I'm, so it's I'm, just okay. okay. It's a lot. I'm I'm <laughs> figuring this out. What it sounds like is is that life had a foundation of the the things that we all needed to do. What we need, what you're supposed to do as an adult. Feed mm -hmm. your family, clothe your family, be with your family, protect your family, provide shelter for your family. That was the basic foundation. And quite easily, parents, especially if you had a stay-at-home mom, if you had a two-parent household and your dad was bringing home enough money and your mom could be home, she was doing the household management. She was doing the playing with you and the, and the things and the showing up. What happened is, is and this is a small box. This is like a yes. three-by-seven box, right? Easily, we got it. We we got it figured out. Boomers and 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 I would say boomers. Yeah. Then the box got a little bit bigger, and then we added in, you know, showing up, but also telling your kid if they failed that they're still loved and that winning isn't everything. And then the box got a little bit bigger, and then it was gentle parenting. What it sounds to me like is is we had a found foundation of what yes. was successful and happy and how you could achieve and necessary. That. What was yeah. necessary? What wasn't? And then the box just kept getting bigger and we kept adding more shit and saying, this actually is also necessary. And therapy is also necessary. And generational yeah. healing is also necessary. And side hustles is also necessary. And, you know, not only owning a home, but also having a property that you can make money on is also mm -hmm. necessary. It's like the box of necessaries got bigger the 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 when the world got better so to speak technologically yes. speaking or whatever <laughs> and so our pressure to succeed based on that box gets harder and harder because the box of must do's must haves must achieves just gets filled with more and more task lists our task list back in the day was five six seven things now yeah, it's 45 50, 60 yeah and we're still one person or two if you're lucky two parent household but what I've been hearing with statistics is it's still operational of one, mm -hmm. even though there are two. Mm -hmm. Maybe some people are lucky. If you are, put it in the comments. But I have been noticing a really high influx of women taking on all of the roles now, even if you have a husband. Yep. Regardless of the situation, you're still kind of taking on the brunt of the work. So... We're not going to be happy. Actually, I'd say <laughs> that's the conclusion. We're not going to be happy. <laughs> We're just—it's just not going to happen. And, and, and if you're happy, it'll be like for a minute or two, maybe five minutes. I don't know. When I was on vacation in Florida last I think summer, this is, yeah, I was happy this, for five minutes. That, that would make a, sense why people start to pursue <laughs> small bouts of happiness. There yeah, is traveling. no being happy from sun up till sundown unless you're in a state of psychosis or you're on some wicked drugs ayahuasca Let me know the drug yeah you're in the bushes on your you're on some spiritual journey and you feel but that again only will last you a week maybe and then you got to come yes. back down to earth so it sounds like that's why the the drug intake is so high and the alcohol intake is so high and people maxing out credit cards and going on vacations is so high because mm -hmm. we can't have or we can't achieve steady happiness or cons yeah consistent happiness so we have to buy or select or decide i'm going to take this this box of happiness this weekend i'm going to binge a tv show eat my favorite stuff and smoke my head off that's my box of happiness this month or this weekend yes and 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 it's like the consumerism that comes with that whether it's consumption of content tv shows food alcohol drink drugs whatever someone's making money off of it 
I mean, yeah, but someone's whether you're traveling or you're going to the liquor store, somebody is making money off of your moment of trying to find happiness. Someone is not you though. You're losing money. That's it. (laughs) It's just moments of happiness. So it's you could almost it's almost as if to say while we've gotten better because technology technology has advanced and you know there are more women in the workforce and what the hell ever in so many ways we're not winning because happiness for some people used to be flying a friggin' kite in a field that's not like what that's like that's that's like a yeah. acid trip. It's now. not. It's not. It's definitely not the same. And I, I tell Aiden that all the time. You know, he's he's twelve years old, and even his level of happiness and fulfillment now it comes from YouTube and things like that. Versus me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. From the moment we woke up, we packed a backpack, got on our bikes, we were gone all day. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the hell we were doing. Came home for dinner. Sometimes we packed a little moms. sandwich. Nobody yep. looked for you. Okay, it's just if you didn't come home by the time the lights turned off. You were kidnapped, probably. You run inside, you grab freezies for your friends or popsicles for your friends, or you come, mommy, um, the ice cream man is coming around the corner. Can I get 10 bucks and then slap 20 bucks in your hand? That's all your happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Just all day, just hanging with your friends. Basically, an adult as a child. Now my son, his joy is comes from watching people tell him how to play video games that he's playing. Oh my god, that's so that's so So weird. So weird and sad. Not that like, not his, child. <laughs> his child. It's so strange that. to me. We can go and watch a movie. He watches the movie and then he comes home and watches somebody who watched, also watched the movie describe what happened in the movie. Talk about it. What? <laughs> you know, I'm like, but didn't you just watch this movie? Yeah, but I'm watching him talk about watching the movie. I think. Why you just watched it. Oh, this is going to be hard to say coming from me because my Uh-oh. social media Uh-oh. handles are literally polished opinion, like uh, opinions. But I feel like the moment we started putting people's opinions on pedestals, people's opinions about what's successful, what's spiritual, what's healthy. Mm-hmm. Th- there's a joke that goes every couple including of us, including us, because that's what we're here doing right now. Yeah, that's what I said. It's hard for me to say because... <laughs> I've always been like, my opinion, my opinion, my opinion, my opinion. But everybody's opinion over time is the reason why we are not content with the simplicities of once, what once was. The corporate men who come together, the, the Black Rocks, they all come together and say, you know, Walmart was once great. But I also want Walmart to, I'm, the Walmart is literally building a doctor's office inside and i was talking to the cash register and he goes well you know what well, the, the cashier who was checking me out and he's new to canada and even he was like well you know like they always want to add more and more to the store because you have more options and i said Why, though? and i joke and i go i said they'll probably have a movie theater eventually and he said maybe and then he's like no no that's too much and i'm like no but honestly you went from having just food to maybe food and clothes to food and clothes and TVs, to food and clothes and oh TVs and shovels and tires and bikes and everything in between, guns, you know, every even even here. They like want the to make stores. everything easily accessible so that you're happy. Happy. Consuming some Let's shit. Happy. Let's make our consumers happy. Everything they want, put it in one place, and then they'll all come here. And it's like, no, but everyone else is doing that too. This topic just took a whole different route. 
but let's just say happiness, no matter how many times you try to attain it, grab it, bask in it, live in it, soak in it, you're always going to be trying harder to get it. I need more. Give me more. Give me more. That's it. Because it's never just going to be, okay, I'm just happy and content. I'm going to say that happiness equals consumption at this point. That's, that's my, yeah. Happiness now in some, tell me how you're not consuming something and being happy. Because if you tell me I sit in my backyard and I sit under the sun, you're consuming the sun rays. There's consumption of some form. You're consuming the fresh air. You're consuming the bumblebee who sits on your finger and looks at you and flutters. You're consuming of some sort. Everything is consumption. Mm -hmm. Does anybody do that anyways? Really? Like I, I, every time I see people- I try and I always have, I always take my phone out. So sometimes in the summer I'll get at my chair and I'll just sit outside. I'm like, oh, it's a full moon. Let me just sit here and look at the stars and the moon. And then I'm like, mm, maybe I'll play some music. Where's my phone? You yeah, see my phone, put up the speaker. Then I'm listening to music and then I'm yes. yeah, stargazing with some music. Okay, great. Oh, you know what's even better? Let me get my laptop so I can watch a movie and stargaze at the same time. Or get a little drinky poo on the side to set the mood. Let me moon. get a glass of champagne. <laughs> oh my God. We are consumption whores. Sorry. We are whores. <laughs> We're definitely consumption whores. It is ridiculous. <sighs> guys, we want to know, <laughs> what do you guys consume too much of? What are your passions? Are you happy where you're at? Are you asking yourself what's next? Let us know because us two over here, Having We're just going down a toilet bowl drain. And, That's and, it. <laughs> I also want people to let us know, do you think that the pursuit of happiness, maybe we're overthinking it because we can do that. Is the pursuit Always. of happiness as difficult as it seems for our generation and the generations coming? Does it seem like happiness can be simplified? Are, are we doing too much in the thought of consumption being happiness? Like, I want to know some, if you can tell me that you had a day where your phone was on DND. You just walked. You just enjoyed, and 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 that didn't come from a mental breakdown, an emotional breakdown, a breakup, and you trying to reconnect. I want to know that that's just something you do. We just need to know that this person exists, please, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> we need to know: Do you exist? Are you out there? And if you are, but actually, if that person does exist, they're not watching this channel. Probably. Damn. Damn. Because they're not consuming. You see? Oh no. Never mind. You know what, guys? It is what it is. Thank you for listening. This is crazy. I don't know. Karita, do your thing. If you feel like this conversation was at all at all entertaining, <laughs> insightful, or just wackadoo, I don't care. At this point, let us know in the comments down below. Also, please remember to like comment and please comment i want to know what people think about this pursuit of happiness and you know take the career out of it can you be happy in and in what form if you think you can simplify it because clearly we cannot simplify nothing no we're not able to sorry if you like but you know that by over. now if you don't then you're not really true inside thought out loud listeners listeners yeah yeah we're crazy sorry so keep anyway keep let us know what your thoughts are, and I guess we'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye, guys.